All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop bowl presentation Ballers, welcome to Box Score Breakdown, February 11, 2020, along with David Bracey. This is Hank Aaron. David, how you doing? Hank, good to be back, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. All right, we got a quick five-game slate for this evening, so let's go ahead and jump in. We will start in San Antonio, where the Spurs are still trying to get into the playoffs. And the Thunder are one of the uh, bigger surprises so far this season. Um, But the Spurs did pull off the victory on the road. Uh, Important to note that DeMar DeRozan was out tonight with a back injury. And um, that could become a trickier issue down the line if the Spurs fall out of the playoff race. So keep your eyes on that um, as the season progresses. Now, as far as tonight's line... 
LaMarcus Aldridge doing his thing. 9 of 20 from the field, 7 of 8 from the field, 25 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. Trey Lyles, 31 minutes for him, 3 of 8 from the field, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 8 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, but 4 blocks. Uh, Deontay Murray, 9 of 12 from the field, 25 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. 1 three-pointer on top of that. Bryn Forbes, 21 minutes for him, 3 of 9 from the field, 2 threes, 8 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. Lonnie Walker getting the start in place of DeRozan, 25 minutes for him, 6 points, 3 steals, 4 rebounds. Off the bench, you got Rudy Gay still um, not really breaking those those minute barriers he's had this year, only 2 of 5 from the field, 4 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, Jakob Boltel. One point, two rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block. Uh, Mr. Patty Mills, 28 minutes for him, 20 points, three threes, three of three from the free throw line, seven of 13 from the field. And Derek White, 28 minutes, 17 points, eight assists, four rebounds, one steal, one block, three turnovers. Uh, Bellini, or excuse me, Bellinelli, 16 points, 16 minutes, zero points, one rebound, no assists, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers. So, uh, with the Spurs, uh, with Derek, uh, with, excuse me, with Demar Derozan going out, uh, it does create a little bit of opportunity for some of these other guys. Derek White and Patty Mills kind of capitalized tonight. Derek White has been a decent low end option so far this season. So with Derozan out, it looks like um, you know, I mean, if if he's out for anything past the All Star break, I think White is a guy you got to jump on. Uh, Patty Mills probably not going to be this productive on a regular basis. Rudy Gay would theoretically have more opportunity, but it looks like they're not going to let him get in that above that 20 to 25 minute range, which kind of caps his value. Um, and then Trey Lyles has been uh, pretty hot recently, but cooled off tonight. Uh, the four blocks are an outlier. So unless you're really desperate for a rebounding specialist in a deeper league, Lyles probably not an option for you. Um, do you see anything else with the Spurs? No, I think you pretty much covered it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, keep your eye on this DeRozan situation. Uh, could could become a bigger deal. Uh, and at the same time, uh, if if LaMarcus Aldridge goes out, if he gets hurt later on in the season, uh, he, may, he may end up uh, missing some games. And that would give potentially uh, Jaco Polto a little bit more run, which would make him a standard league guy. All right. What's up with the Thunder? All right, for the Thunder, who are on the right side of the playoffs, uh, Shea Gilders-Alexander, SGA, had 33 minutes tonight for 17 points on 6 of 11 shooting, contributing two three-pointers, five rebounds, two assists, and a steal with no turnovers. Really strong line from Shea tonight. Danilo Gallinari in 30 minutes had 15 points on 4 of 16 shooting, struggled with the shot this evening, adding two three-pointers and going 5 of 7 from the free throw line. Gallinari also added eight rebounds, three assists, a steal, no blocks, and only one turnover. Steven Adams in 32 minutes in the middle had 10 points on four of nine shooting, going 2-2 from the free throw line, also adding 10 rebounds, two assists, four steals, a block, and four turnovers. So you definitely love the defensive versatility um, and stats from Steven Adams tonight. He had been uh, struggling a little bit. There was a lot of rumors about him heading into the trade deadline, but he is still on the uh, on the uh, on the Thunder. So we're going to roll with him. Lugans Dort again. Apologies if I'm butchering that name. Um, 21 minutes tonight, four points on two of five shooting, also adding two rebounds, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. 
Chris Paul, the point guard position, had 33 minutes for 31 points on 12 of 18 shooting, adding five three-pointers, going two of two from the free throw line, also adding two rebounds, seven assists, a steal, a block, and two turnovers. And then really truthfully off of the bench, the only guy worth discussing would be the shooter who got 31 minutes for 14 points on five of 13 shooting, um, going three of three from the free throw line, also adding three assists, two turnovers, no defensive stats, um, and no rebounds. Um, as far as the bench is concerned, Noel is a guy who I had been watching, but I mean, on nights like tonight, where he only has eight minutes and does absolutely nothing with him. Um, it's pretty hard to justify him as, as a standard league guy. Um, Shooter is a guy who really is only going to be contributing from a points perspective. Um, I think that he can add, um, he can add a decent amount of, uh, peripheral stats, but really it's going to be primarily in garbage time when it's a close game. Um, he's really not going to get an extended amount of run in my personal opinion. So Chris Paul and Shea are really going to be obviously the guards who are going to dominate the ball and the guys who you really want to own. Um, any, any thoughts from you, Hank, as far as the OKC Thunder go? Yeah, I think Noel's minutes were a little bit lower than normal tonight. Uh, and he's somebody that I had, uh, and I'd been riding him, and he's been surprisingly providing decent value on the back of you know points or not points, but field goal percentage, steals, blocks, and low turnovers. If you're in a nine cat league, um, but with the trade deadline going, his uh, upside was kind of is going to be capped as long as Adams is healthy. And uh, I don't know what happened with the minutes tonight; they're lower than normal. But uh, you know his his. Floor is very low in his current role. So uh, unless you need a streamer for defensive stats, he's tough to play right now. But if you do need a streamer for those specific categories, he could be used. So uh, there are ways to make Noel useful. Obviously, he's got to get closer to 20 minutes a game rather than 8 that he got tonight. But keep your eye on him if you need field goal percentage, steals, blocks, uh, and the low turnovers. A dash of rebounds, too. All right, let's go over to the next game. We got the Blazers and Pelicans. This one is a little bit more um, interesting from a from a real life NBA perspective, as they're both chasing the playoffs. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, eight of 16, 18 points, one steal, one assist, one rebound, oh five from the three point line, and two turnovers. Trevor Ariza after a big game. Only three of three with one three-pointer, seven points, three rebounds, one assist, three steals, one block, no turnovers. Hassan Whiteside, 17 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, one block, two turnovers. Damian Lillard, six of 16 from the field, eight of nine from the free throw line, 20 points, six assists, five rebounds, no steals, no blocks, and three turnovers. And CJ McCollum, 20 points, three assists, one rebound, four threes, um, no steals or blocks. Off the bench, you had Gary Trent Jr., four points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal. You had Anthony Simons, nine points, two rebounds, four assists. So uh, the Blazers are kind of an interesting team because we saw Trevor Ariza had a big game last game. Tonight's line, not nearly as big. However, uh, the field goal percentage was 100%, obviously very low volume at three of three. But he hit a three, he had three steals, he had a block, he had zero turnovers. Um, so even without really a great line tonight from a scoring perspective, it's still a pretty good line for a nine category. And we've seen in the past Trevor Ariza plays, and he doesn't necessarily have a good field goal percentage, but even with a little field goal percentage, 
The fact that he hits threes and racks up steals with low turnovers can be make him a standard league guy. So if you need those categories, steals, threes, low turnovers, he is somebody that you should potentially consider adding. Um, Melo, kind of the opposite. He's going to score and hit threes, but not provide the defensive stats. Obviously, tonight he was 0 for 5, but if you're going to look for a low-end guy for points and threes, you got Melo. If you're looking for a guy, low-end guy for steals, threes, low points, low turnovers, Trevor Reese is going to do it. Obviously, Whiteside, Lillard, McCollum, we know what's going on with those players. Whiteside, um, tough to call him a sell high, but uh, again, he's had injury issues in the past, and he's potentially going to have some minute reduction when Nurkic comes back. But unless you're getting really good value, you probably don't want to move him. Off the bench, Trent was a hot ad, didn't do much tonight. Simons getting some potential, you know, standardly consideration, but also not much from him. So... Probably both of these guys not going to be consistent players in a 12-team league this year. Um, so you want to kind of stick to the starting five on this team and then possibly consider Nurkic. Although no timetable has been provided and he did get a left calf strain, which may extend his, his timeout. But keep your eye on Nurkic after the break. See what they say. Anything else you see with the Blazers? Um, no, I think you covered it. Like you said, uh, we'll wait and see with Nurkic and see how his return, if he does return soon, impacts um, Hassan Whiteside, who's been, I mean, really a draft day steal. I mean, he's been an absolute monster this season. Yeah, he's, um, he's been a first-round value, so it doesn't get better than that. And uh, I think anyone who's gotten him is really enjoying the production. All right, what do we got with the Pels? All right, for the Pels, Derek Favors had 21 minutes tonight at the center position for six points on three or four shooting. Also contributing seven rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, and two turnovers. Drew Holiday at the point guard position had 29 minutes for 16 points on 7-12 shooting. I'm sorry, shooting guard position. 16 points on 7-12 shooting. Adding a three-pointer and going one and two from the free throw line. Also adding four rebounds, 10 assists, two steals, two blocks, and two turnovers. So you'll definitely take the 2-2 and two from Drew. Lonzo Ball at the point guard position in 33 minutes at nine points on four of 11 shooting, adding a three-pointer, six rebounds, 10 assists, four turnovers, a steal, and a block. Zion Williamson went absolutely crazy in 27 minutes for 31 points on 10 of 17 shooting, going 11 of 14 from the free throw line, also adding nine rebounds, five assists, a steal, and two turnovers. And then Josh Hart inserted into his starting lineup for Brandon Ingram, who was out tonight. Got 26 minutes for 17 points on 7 of 10 shooting. Also adding two three-pointers, six rebounds, three assists, a steal, no blocks, and no turnovers. Off of the bench, J.J. Redick had the hot hand for 20 points in 20 minutes, going 5 of 10 from the field and adding four three-pointers. He also contributed two rebounds, two assists, a turnover, and no defensive stats. Nicolo Melli in 27 minutes had 10 points on 4 pin shooting, also contributing two three-pointers, along with nine rebounds, three assists, a block, no steals, and only one turnover. And then Frank Jackson in 22 minutes had 13 points on 4-7 shooting, also contributing three three-pointers with two rebounds, five assists, a turnover, and no defensive stats. Um, as I said, Brandon Ingram being out of the lineup definitely was to the benefit of Josh Hart, but Josh Hart is a guy who has been very, very sneakily valuable um, pretty much all season long. It looks like a guy who the Pelicans are going to rely on consistently, whether he's coming off of the bench or in their starting lineup. Um, obviously, Hart being in the starting lineup and Ingram being out helped J.J. Redick 
find his shot and get it going as he had a big night off on the bench. Um, Drew Holiday also looked strong tonight after a couple games where um, production was looking a little bit of shaky there, but we know how Drew is. His play can be pretty sporadic at times. Um, so tonight, again, with B.I. being out of the lineup, I think that that kind of helped Drew soak up a little bit of that usage there. Um, and then Derek Favors, not the biggest offensive output tonight, but did contribute pretty steadily across the board. So is a guy who, as you said last week, is a solid hold um, and is a guy who contributes very sneakily um, in a lot of leagues. As far as the bench guys go, Reddick, Melly, Jackson, and Etwan Moore, um, none of those are guys who – um, I'm really going out of my way to grab um, Reddick and Melly may be more viewed as three point streamers. In my personal opinion, um, Etwan Moore is really going to be a microwave scorer and not a whole lot else. And then Frank Jackson is pretty far removed from uh, the majority of guards on this, um, on this Pelicans team. So not a guy who I'm going out of my way for either. Um, any thoughts from you, Hank, about the Pelicans? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, pretty much agree up and down. I think Hart has been a sneaky value guy the whole year, uh, especially with Ingram out. He's probably going to be a little bit more productive and I think Redick especially with Ingram out will be a decent source of threes and points all right before we get to the next game this podcast like all of our shows at Hoopball is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company check out their website hawaiianisles.com on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee or on Twitter Hi Kona Coffee, H-I-K-O-N-A-C-O-F-F-E-E, Hi Kona Coffee. Um, my suggestion is always to get the whole beans, get them freshly roasted, get a good grinder for your home, and uh, grind them yourselves and, and brew your coffee that way. Uh, much fresher, tastes better, and I think the caffeine will give you a better kick. So again, Hi Kona Coffee on Twitter. Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee if you're looking for it on Amazon or just go to HawaiianIsles.com H-A-W-A-I-I-A-N-I-S-L-E-S.com Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. All right. Third game of the evening. We had the Bulls visiting the Wizards. And I will uh, take the wizard side here because I've got a little bit to discuss. So Rui Hachimura, 20 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, 2 turnovers. Big game for him. 7 of 12 from the field, 6 of 6 on the free throw line. Didn't hit a 3, but who cares with all those great supporting stats. Isaac Bonga, 20, point, 20 minutes for him, 3 of 4 from the field. Two of two from the free throw line, five rebounds, one assist, no steals, a block, and a turn and zero turnovers, eight points for him total. Ian Mahinmi still starting, fifteen points, six rebounds, zero steals, zero blocks, zero turnovers. Ish Smith getting the start um, with Isaiah Thomas out, four of eight from the field, hit two threes, ten points, nine assists, five rebounds, one steal, one block, no turnovers, and Brad Beal. 12 of 23 from the field, three threes, three or four from the free throw line, 30 points, seven rebounds, four assists, a steal, no blocks, and four turnovers. Off the bench, Davis Bertans, four of 11, two threes, 10 points, two rebounds, one assist. Mo Wagner, five of seven from the field, missed his only three point shot, 12 points, three, assist, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, three turnovers. Troy Brown Jr., only 16 minutes for him, 0 of five, two points, Three assists, five steals, which is pretty good. Zero blocks and a turnover. And then Shabazz Napier, 
five of seven, three threes, two of two from the free throw line, 15 points, two rebounds, two assists, a steal, but uh, five turnovers hurting his value in nine category leagues. Uh, now, with the trade deadline gone, um, I made a trade in my league. I traded Karis Levert, Reggie Jackson, and PJ Tucker for Al Horford. I did this maybe two or three days ago, right after Levert and Jackson both had big games, but before their most recent games where they were poor. Um, and I got Horford, who was doing very poorly, but I'm hoping we'll pick it up. One of the reasons I did the trade was because of Ish Smith. I thought I could add Smith. I was able to get him. Um, what are your thoughts on Ish Smith going forward? I definitely think Ish Smith is a guy who is sneakily valuable from uh, this perspective of assist streaming. Uh, so definitely somebody who I would go and grab if you're a team who is in need of those additional assists because he could be the guy to really make a difference for you. Because to your point, since Isaiah Thomas is now out of there, um, they're really going to be relying on him as a primary ball handler outside of Brad Beal. Because Napier, I don't think, is a guy who they're going to be in any rush to start. Um, Smith has been around for a while, so he's more of a fixture. So I just see them kind of leaning on him a little bit more heavily. And they are they are the number nine seed in the East. So uh, the record is nineteen and thirty three, which would make you think that they're you know in the mix for worst record. But actually, they're in the ninth seed in the East. So they may make a playoff push, which I think bodes well for Smith playing more and, and staying on top of Napier. Now, aside from Smith, I think there's a lot of guys on the Wizards that are potentially fantasy guys that are available on your wire, maybe maybe dropped or whatever. But Hachimura, he's back. I think he's a decent 12-team guy. Mo Wagner, he may be a 12-team guy. The thing is, Thomas Bryan is out right now. So... It's going to be a little bit more minutes for for Hachimura and for Wagner and for Bertans. But once he comes back, the rotation may get a little bit muddled. But I think Smith is kind of clear to go. Uh, I mean, Napier is there, but I think Smith is going to be close to 30 minutes a night. And uh, he doesn't score a bunch, but I think the assists are there. The rebounds are good for a point guard. He shoots threes, and he contributes with the defensive stats. So... Um, I'm thinking he's a good pickup, and uh, I added him to my team, and I and I created some space to get him. So uh, let's see what happens with him. All right, what do we see with the Bulls? All right, on the Chicago side, which is much less interesting from a fantasy perspective and in real life, but we'll give it a go, give it a go anyways. Here, uh, Chandler Hutchinson in 28 minutes had nine points on four of 12 shooting, adding a adding a three pointer four rebounds, an assist, a block, no turnovers, and no steals. Thad Young in 32 minutes had 10 points on 4 of 12 shooting, also adding two three-pointers, five rebounds, an assist, two blocks, a steal, and six turnovers. Um, so you like the defensive stats from Young. You don't really like the turnovers. Cornette in the center spot had 24 minutes for eight points on 4 of 8 shooting, adding seven rebounds, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. Thomas Sadoransky in 30 minutes had 19 points on 7 of 12 shooting, also adding two three-pointers, two rebounds, eight assists, two turnovers with no defensive stats. And then Zach Levine went absolutely bonkers in 36 minutes, had 41 points on 15 to 21 shooting with 71% from the field. I mean, absolutely blistering. Made eight three-pointers, going three or four from the free throw line, also adding nine rebounds, four assists, two steals, no blocks, and five turnovers. 
Off of the bench, Kobe White got 34 minutes for 14 points on 4-14 shooting. He added two three-pointers with five rebounds, seven assists, a turnover, and four steals. Cristiano Felicio in 22 minutes had two points on one of three shooting. He also added seven rebounds, three assists, a turnover, and no defensive stats. And then Ryan Archidiaco had 18 minutes tonight for five points on two of five shooting, also adding a three-pointer, three rebounds, an assist, a steal, and three turnovers. Um, of course, Wendell Carter Jr. is out of the lineup right now, so Cornette was starting at the center spot and got more run than he would normally. So did Felicio off of the bench. Um, as far as the Bulls go, it is an absolute mess. Um, we have still not seen Otto Porter and uh, to be completely honest, I don't know if we ever will end up seeing him. So it looks like Hutchinson and Young are guys who are probably going to continue to get the run that they're seeing for the remainder of the season. Um, personally, I would probably lean more on Thaddeus Young just because I like his defensive versatility and upside from the perspective of steel streamer um, more than Hutchinson, who I really think is going to be more points than anything else. Uh, but of course, the guy who really is going to have all the value on the Bulls team is going to be Zach Levine. He is the unquestioned alpha on this team. He's going to get the ball. He's going to chuck shots. Um, and I think this is his fifth or sixth 40-point game this season. So look for that to continue. I don't see any reason why I wouldn't. The Bulls are going nowhere in a hurry, but Zach Levine doesn't seem to mind. Um, any Anything from you as far as the Bulls go? I think you covered it all. I think Kobe White is a guy to keep your eye on. Um, they, I mean, they've been playing Sadoransky. I don't know if they're gonna uh, shift more minutes to White, but White already got 35 minutes tonight. Field goal percentage was poor. His shot goes away from time to time, but when he gets hot, he scores a bunch. You know, we saw some good assists, rebound, and steal numbers tonight too. So, I think White is just someone to keep your eye on. His percentages are probably not going to be great. In particular, his field goal percentage is not going to be great, but he could get hot. He could be a good source of points threes assists um you know if that's something you need and you want to stream it for a game or two somebody that you could potentially make use of obviously chris Dunn is still out so when dunn comes back that may cut into his minutes but just some potential if you need someone to start for a couple of games um also at this point of the season it's it's time to start considering playoff schedules for players uh if you're in a yahoo standard league uh, Warriors have a great playoff schedule. Bulls have a very poor playoff schedule. So uh, that's something to start looking at now as you make pickups. Um, something to consider as a tiebreaker or even a reason to add someone that may be as good as someone on your team is if they've got more games, uh, it'll be it'll make a big difference because three games versus four is, is huge when you're dealing with the fantasy playoffs. All right. Uh, before we get to the next game, uh, we want to again welcome back mybookie.ag. Uh, mybookie will allow you to bet on any football, basketball, well, there's going to be no more football, no, but basketball, uh, any other sports that get started, events. If you wanted to bet on the Academy Awards from this past Sunday, you could have done that. You can bet on various other things. Uh, makes the games more fun, it makes the games more interesting. It's mybookie.ag. M Y B O O K I E dot A G. If you sign up with the promo code today, you will get a 50% first deposit bonus up to an amount of $1,000. So if you deposit $2,000 on your first 
uh, deposit into mybookie.ag. They will give you a free $1,000 bonus on top of the $2,000 you've put in. And and the, the bonus works for any amount up to $2,000. So if you put in $300, you'll get a 50% bonus. You'll get an extra $150. So check it out, mybookie.ag. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Use the promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, today for a 50% first deposit bonus. And use mybookie.ag for any and all sports gaming, uh, any kind of betting. It doesn't have to be strictly sports. It could be entertainment or pop culture. They've got a lot of options. Check it out. Uh, and then you can also view our... our um, Gaming Vertical, Hoopball Gaming at Hoopball Gaming. Uh, we've got great hosts. We've got a daily show for that. So check out at Hoopball Gaming as well as the Hoopball Gaming Podcasts. Now, next game on the night, we had the Clippers visiting the 76ers. So this is a battle of two of the best teams in the league. And the Sixers came out on top. Tonight, the big story before the game was Al Horford going to the bench. And since Horford was part of my trade, I'll run through the Sixers here. Tobias Harris, 37 minutes, 8 of 19 from the field, 17 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, no steals, blocks, or turnovers. Joel Embiid, 28 minutes, 26 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, no steals, 1 block, 1 turnover. Ben Simmons messed around and had a triple-double. 26 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, one steal, no blocks, three turnovers. Josh Richardson back in the starting lineup tonight and playing very well. 21 points on 8 of 15 from the field, three threes, five rebounds, one assist, no steal, two blocks, one turnover. And then Forkan Korkmaz, who was entered into the starting lineup, did not make the most of it. No points, one rebound, no assist, one steal, 0 of 5 from the field, 0 of 4 from the three point line. Al Horford was moved to the bench, had a very quiet but productive evening. 3 of 4 from the field, hit a 3, 9 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, no steals, 2 blocks, 0 turnovers. So quietly effective. Joel Embiid got into a little bit of foul trouble with gave him a little bit extra run in the first quarter. Uh, it's unclear if the move to the bench is going to be permanent. Uh, he certainly is more productive with Joel Embiid off the floor. But if his minutes go down too much, it may be tough for him to keep his value. So let's hope he can stay around 30 minutes. If he does, he's certainly going to be a good standard league guy, especially if uh, he spends less time on the court with Joel Embiid. Uh, some new additions to the Sixers, not making much of an impact tonight. Glenn Robinson the third, 12 minutes, 6 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist. Matthias Steibel, 16 minutes for him. Three points, four rebounds. He hit a three, one steal, one block, zero turnover. So, I mean, you see with him how great the defensive stats are uh, in limited minutes, but it's going to take a little bit more than 16 minutes for him to be a fantasy league, standard fantasy league asset. Although in dynasty leagues, he's got to be a pretty attractive option. And then another new addition, Alec Burks. 14 minutes, one of four from the field, two points, two assists. So, doesn't look like any of these new guys are making much of a dent. It looks like Josh Richardson is back in the starting lineup and his production is back as well. Um, Al Horford looked pretty good off the bench, but he's got to keep his minutes up if he's going to stay productive. Anything else you see with the Sixers? 
David? No, uh, I think you covered it to your point. You're you're holding then on Horford. You're not you're not using this opportunity to to try to move off of him before it gets worse, correct? Since you just acquired him. Uh, I just acquired him and, and you're not gonna get much for him, you know. So uh his numbers have not been setting the world on fire. Personally, I like the Sixers again. I'm focusing on the playoff schedule at this point. The Sixers have pretty good. They got four, four, three. So they're they're pretty good for fantasy playoff schedule. And I mean, if you could move him and get top sixty guy, top seventy guy, I probably would do it. But in my case, I gave up Levert, I gave up Reggie Jackson, I gave up PJ Tucker. I figured um, Reggie Jackson has so many ways to go down. Either just poor performances. He's historically been a, a low round guy. He could be bought out and go to a contending team like the Lakers or Clippers, where his role is almost certainly going to shrink. He could get injured, uh, which is. You know, he missed a lot of this season already with a, I think, I think a broken back. So it wasn't wasn't a minor injury, and then um, he can just end up getting crowded in his own rotation on his own team with uh, Svee, with Rose, with Bruce Brown. Once everyone gets healthy, so I thought there's a lot of ways for him to go down. So I thought it was a good time to sell Levert. Um, he'll probably be pretty productive as far as counting stats go, but. Uh, the percentages have historically been very poor for him. He already has reverted back to his poor yeah. percentages in the last game, which was the first game after I traded him. So I mean, he was on a he was on a a heater, and he, I think he had hit something like twenty one free throws in a row over the course of three games. But historically, he's a sixty five percent shooter, and I think this year he'd been around forty percent from the field, but was was just on fire for a few games. So I thought it was a good time to move him. And even though he'll he'll be a, a good source of points, rebounds, three-pointers um, going forward, I just think the percentages and turnovers will drag his value. And for the team I was trying to construct, I thought he might have done some harm for me. Yeah, I definitely see your, I see your logic and, there. And, tuck, a and Tucker I like, you know, but whatever. He wanted Tucker, so I threw him in. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker gotta get the deal it. done. Yeah, I got it. Tucker will will do what he's been doing. He'll be a low scoring, rebounding, steals, lo, you know, low turnover, get a couple threes, kind of a thing. All right, what what do you see with the clips? Yeah. All right, for the clips, Paul George had 35 minutes tonight for 11 points on three of 15 shooting. Really struggled with the shot. Went four of six on the free throw line, adding a three pointer. Also contributed 12 rebounds, five assists, two turnovers, a block, and no steals. The newest Clipper, Marcus Morris, in 35 minutes had 13 points on five of 12 shooting. Gave you three rebounds tonight, as well as five. Or I'm sorry, three three pointers, as well as five rebounds, an assist, a block, no steals, and only one turnover. So pretty solid, uh, pretty solid line from Morris tonight and on his new team. Um, Ibiza Zubac in 20 minutes had seven points on three of three from the field, also adding eight rebounds. Two assists, two blocks, no steals, and only one turnover. Kawhi Leonard in 36 minutes had 30 points on 12 of 23 shooting. Also adding three three-pointers, four rebounds, nine assists, a steal, two blocks, and two turnovers. Lou Williams starting at the point guard tonight. Pat Beverly out of the lineup. Um, he got 35 minutes for 13 points on 5 of 15 shooting. Also adding two three-pointers, two rebounds, six assists, a steal, no blocks, and only one turnover. 
Off of the bench, Landry Shaman in 36 minutes had 19 points on 7 of 11 shooting, adding five three-pointers, a rebound, and nothing else. And then Montrezl Harrell off of the bench in 24 minutes had 10 points on 5 of 10 shooting, also going, um, I'm sorry, also adding six rebounds and assists, no steals, no blocks, and two turnovers. Um, off of the bench tonight, like I said, uh, with Patrick Beverly being out of the lineup, Blue Williams was inserted in the starting lineup. Otherwise, he would have been rolling off the bench. Uh, that was to the benefit of Landry Shamit, who saw some extended run with 36 minutes tonight. But he's more of a three-point streamer, in my personal opinion. Um, Montrez Harrell, again, we know a guy who's going to give you big scoring numbers off of the bench tonight. A little bit quieter. Um, almost almost a pretty even-minute split there with uh, with Zubach. But her Harrell has continued to be the guy who is more valuable here Um Marcus Morris, solid line from the night, but of course the days of old where he was just chucking on the Knicks and was the unquestioned alpha over there. That's long gone here. Um, he's going to be the third fiddle between, I'm sorry, behind Kawhi and PG. PG struggled with his shot a little bit tonight, so Morris had a little bit, um, a little bit more run there. But again, nothing special. Um, PG went three of fifteen and Morris went five of twelve. So neither one of them absolutely burned it up. Uh, as far as the I'm really just wondering if Patrick Beverly is going to actually stay consistently in the starting lineup. And depending on what becomes of that, who, if anyone, the Clippers will bring in in the buyout market. Um, I know you mentioned Reggie Jackson. There's been some other rumors. So what are your thoughts on, on the Clippers roster now and going forward? I think Beverly is a good fit in the starting lineup as far as the fact that he plays defense. He, he you know, distributes the ball. I think I think he fits them fine as far as starting. What's interesting to me is that Morris got 35 minutes. So I think once he got traded, obviously his value has gone down in the sense that his usage is going to go down. He's going to score less. But if he gets 35 minutes a game, um, that's pretty good. That's probably good enough for standard league value. So probably he'll go down a few rounds from, I think, 7th round, maybe to maybe closer to 10th round. So from like a low mid-round guy to probably just a low-round guy. But... He remains a probably a useful fantasy asset as long as he's getting 35 minutes a game. So he's not a drop if you were considering dropping him. He's not a drop just yet. Like you said, I think Shamit is more of a streamer for threes. And then as long as Beverly's out, he'll, he'll get enough minutes to be productive. But once Beverly comes back, it'll probably be um, much smaller lines for him. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So, okay, so a question for you, in a, for in a hypothetical, let's say that both Morris and um, you know a hot waiver wire guy like Malik Beasley are sitting around. Who who are you looking at adding more immediately between the two? A guy who's in a better situation, or a guy who I guess you could say has more more proven value, um, even though his situation now is going to be less to his to his. I guess it's usage, but so I I would if I like the potential for upside. So for instance, uh, Malik Beasley. Where's Malik Beasley at? Um, Minnesota. Minnesota, right? So uh, with Malik Beasley, I feel like you know he had a couple of good games before D'Angelo was back. D'Angelo came in yesterday, and I think uh, Beasley's Beasley in specific will be. His production will probably be, be uh, he'll he'll probably be capped on his upside because of the other players there. Um, in general, it's a, it's a case by case basis, you know. So, for instance, mm-hmm. I like I like Morris's production, and I would be happy to take Morris over Beasley. 
At the same time, if I look at someone like Ish Smith, I feel like, oh, this guy's got 30 minutes a game. He's going to be a good source of assists. We're not going to get assists anywhere else off the wire. I'll take Ish Smith. You know, Rui Hachimura, I think this guy could be pretty productive. Uh, although, again, they're, they're maybe crowded in, 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 in Washington once Thomas Bryant gets back. So I look at it player by player. Um, I, I, at this point, would, would probably take a risk on upside uh, just just because we've got a few weeks left in the season. See if somebody's in a new spot, if they can excel. Um, because now it's kind of like the beginning of the year again for a number of players. And you don't know what they're going to do in their new spots. You don't know how they're going to play with their teammates. You don't know what kind of opportunity is going to be there. So I would be willing to take a, a roll of the dice on some higher upside players, especially if I'm locked into a playoff spot already. Um but as I mentioned before, you know, consider the fantasy playoff schedules. Consider, you know, what stats you need. And so it's it's always going to be, you know, rather than thinking about it in terms of upside versus kind of high floor, just think about what you need, what are the categories you need, and and just try to balance those, uh, you know, needs equally. And if you've got any questions, hit me up on Twitter, HankAaron26, you know, and that way we can evaluate uh, specific players in specific situations and think about what makes the most sense for that that specific decision. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Okay, let's go to the last game of the evening. Another another you know contender uh, versus contender, East versus West. Boston Celtics visiting the Rockets. Rockets came out on top. We'll start with the Celtics here. Jason Tatum, poor night for him shooting. 5 of 15 from the field, 0 of 7 from the three-point line, 5 of 9 from the free throw line, 15 points, 90 rebounds, 4 steals, 4 assists, a block, and a turnover. Gordon Hayward playing very well, 8 of 14 from the field, 2 threes, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, no steals, and a block. Daniel Tice, 11 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, no blocks, no turnovers. Kemba Walker, poor shooting, 5 of 17, hit a 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, no blocks, 2 turnovers, 14 points for him. And Jalen Brown playing well as well, uh, 7 of 12 from the field, 4 threes, 1 of 2 from the free throw line, 19 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block, but 5 turnovers, bad if you're in 9 category league. Off the bench, Smart is smart, 30 minutes, 8 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, a block, and 3 turnovers. And Brad Wanamaker, 20 minutes, 11 points, 3 assists, 2 steals, 1 rebound, no blocks, and a turnover. So, as far as the Celtics go, we know what we're getting. No real surprises here. Daniel Tice, um, decent low-end guy. If you need rebounds, blocks, and field goal percentage, he's the only one that may be on your waiver. Tatum, Hayward, Walker, and Brown are all owned, I'm sure. So, Anis Kanter, should mention him. Only 8 minutes, 0-2 from the field. Zero points, three rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers. So, uh, Canner, excuse me, two turnovers for Canner. Canner kind of uh, falling off the radar again after a brief spell of relevance for a few weeks. Uh, anything else with the Celtics? No, I think you nailed it. All right, how about the Rockets? All right, on the Houston side of the ball, PJ Tucker got 35 minutes to the power forward position for four points. Um, going one of four from the field, also adding six rebounds, two steals, no blocks, no turnovers, no assists. Daniel House in 39 minutes, 17 points on five of 11 shooting, 
adding three three-pointers, also contributing nine rebounds and assists, no defensive stats in the turnover. Robert Covington, the newest Rocket, started at center tonight and got 37 minutes for 12 points on 3 of 11 shooting. He also contributed two three-pointers, seven rebounds, three assists, three steals, four blocks, and two turnovers. So a really strong Roco line tonight. Um, you're definitely going to take that any day of the week. And this was the upside that we knew Covington would bring coming to the Rockets. I mean, looking really, really strong. James Harden getting it back on track. 38 minutes tonight for 42 points on 9 of 19 shooting. Adding seven three-pointers and going 17 of 18 from the free throw line. He also added eight rebounds, seven assists, a steal, a block, and six turnovers. And then Russell Westbrook in 36 minutes had 36 points on 13 of 23 shooting. Went 10 of 13 from the free throw line and also added 10 rebounds, five assists, two steals, no blocks, and four turnovers. Off of the bench, Ben McElmore in 18 minutes had three points on one of four shooting. Also adding two rebounds and nothing else. Austin Rivers in 19 minutes had two points on one of five shooting. He also added two rebounds and nothing else. So as far as the Rockets go, um, they are running with what looks to be a pretty tight seven um, at best. Uh, maybe you could even say a tight six when Michael Moore falls out of the lineup or when Eric Gordon's back in there. He's, I'm assuming, going to be seating one of those two guys um, as far as one of the first guys off of the bench. But like I said, Rivers, McElmore, and Eric Gordon really going to be the only guys you want to possibly roll with off of the bench. Um, if And that's truthfully going to be if perhaps James Harden or Russell Westbrook is going to be out of the lineup for the night. Um, Eric Gordon was out of the lineup tonight, so Rivers and McElmore got more run. Westbrook's looking strong. Harden is looking to get it back on track. Um, he had been really struggling mightily with his shot tonight, 9 of 19. Pretty solid, so you'll take that any day of the week. 42 points also doesn't hurt. As I said before, Robert Covington looking really strong, um, looking like a seamless fit on this Houston Rockets small ball offense, um, defensive versatility. Till the, I mean, just, I mean, to the end of the end of the world, you know what Rocco does. Uh, I'm so glad to see him out of Minnesota and on a team that's an actual title contender, because uh, I think that he really, really brings it every single night, and I'm really, really looking forward to what he's going to be doing going forward. As long as he's in the lineup, I think he's going to probably be early round value going forward. Um, like you said, PJ Tucker is a guy who's going to contribute very quietly. He's going to do what he does and not do a whole lot else. Um, and then Daniel House is a guy who has managed to maintain relevancy. There was a lot of question. Um, there was a lot of discussion about how his uh, fantasy relevance was pretty much just all but kaput with the um, addition of Robert Covington. But it looks like House is going to stay in the starting lineup, and he's been looking pretty solid. Um, what are your thoughts, Hank, about Daniel House's production going forward or uh, just the rest of the Rockets in general? Um, like you said, I think it's been surprisingly good. I think it's a good source of threes, points, get some rebounds. Um, and as long as he's getting 40 minutes, he's going to be productive in that offense. So I think just ride him until the production stops, and at that point you can make a move. Yeah. All right. Um, that'll wrap it up for the games for this week. Uh, what else are you working on, uh, David, uh, on Hoopball? Where can they find you? Yeah, um, find me out on Twitter, um, DFB underscore three, as, as always. Um, and in the Hoopball universe, catch me on Thursday nights with my main man, Chris. Um, it's going to be a pretty short card for us on Thursday. I think we actually only have two games, but tune in anyways. We'll have plenty to discuss. Um, definitely hit me up on Twitter, too. Maybe maybe we'll you know answer a couple questions if I get some. So, like I said, DFB underscore three. Um, I'll talk to you guys soon. What about you, Hank? What do you got going on this week? 
Uh, this is it for me this week. I'm available on Twitter, Hank Aaron 26 H-A-N-K-A-A-R-O-N-26. I'm also on the Hoopball forums. So if you post your questions, I try to chime in there when I can. So trade questions, pick up questions, uh, matchup questions, whatever you got. Uh, I'm, I'm not there all the time, but if you're in the Hoopball forums, I do try to ch- chime in and, and give my, my advice. So uh, you can find me in the Hoopball forums. You can find me on Twitter. Otherwise, you'll find me here next week. Um, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, it's been a pleasure, David. It's been a, a lot of fun uh, joining all you hoop ballers. We will see you all next week. Have a good night. Thanks. Thanks. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.